We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's my dick in a pumpkin. My dick in a pumpkin. Uh, Pumping my dick. It's my dick in a squash. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sanson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. We got a show for you guys tonight. Yeehaw! Get her done. Remember that? Yeah. What was Remember that? The, oh, that was like the Larry blue the collar guy. comedy tour. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you know you're a redneck when <laughs> here's your sign. That was like really that was top tier comedy for a sec. Honestly, I I miss uh catchphrase comedy. So life update about me, I'm still not out of my apartment. Yeah, but almost. Tomorrow. The movers come tomorrow. That's thrilling. I am two seconds away from a breakdown, but we're doing it. Um, I'm proud of you. Meows's uh, anxiety medication got delivered today, so that's good. Okay. I'm drop those bad boys in her ear and shove her in a closet tomorrow. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I have a fun story for you that I could not wait to tell you the second it happened. It happened right before I left to come here. Shut up. Okay. So in the building i live in we can see directly across into the building and like across the street from I already us love where this into is going. the windows yeah and i'm mindlessly scrolling on my phone and uh mr liz is like liz liz and then i was like what and he's like look in that window right across from us no even more aggressive <gasps> he was like that dude is jerking off <gasps> into someone's mouth shut the fuck up it was it went in there far enough away that you can't like see his dick you can just like see what's happening right you can see the motion oh yeah yeah no he was fully standing up like we could see like we it, his dick was out good for him yeah um and so it was very aggressive he was like holding her head <gasps> and like jerking off and then we just sat there and watched it happen because like what I don't know I wasn't expecting to see this and I've never experienced I've never been in a situation where I have seen 
other people having like a sexual encounter. I just the, the the lack of awareness of how your window is facing and how dark it is oh, outside. I think they knew. You think they were like exhibitionists? Uh, yes. And Mr. Liz has seen the two of them walking around naked before. <gasps> so I was Damn. like, I was like, do you think they know? And he was like, absolutely. I think they do it on purpose. And I was like, huh. oh my God, these freak freaks. Good. For I know. Them. I, th- and then, so uh, when we're like, we're watching and I'm like, what are they doing now? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we should get some foam fingers. Oh my God. Clapping. That's so funny. Yeah. Have like an <laughs> like, air horn. Spit it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was exciting. Uh, that um, is thrilling. And he was like, are you going to talk about it on the podcast? And I was like, oh, I might. And here you I are yeah. talking about it on the podcast. I needed, I, it just felt like a fitting thing to happen to us, especially me, because I we have this podcast. What a so, brilliant, beautiful thing to have happen before you come here. Yeah. Honestly, fate. I know. Good for I them. Just, and I just really, well, and then they were like kissing and being very snuggly. So um, aftercare. They're, they're clearly a loving couple. Um, that was having a consensual experience. Jeez Louise. So, well, okay. Should we name them? Yeah. Cause you're probably going to see more should of we, them. Should we refer to that? Name them as a couple? No, they, all, they have they, their own names. They need their own names. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I have not seen that. So Mr. Liz is the only person who has seen them. So I don't, I'm not sure if it's like this. I'm like, is it a guy dating one girl or is he like dating multiple oh. girls? You know, I don't know what their dating life is like. Um, I'm assuming that they live together. Uh, there's a lot of couples that live across from us. Let's just, let's name him. Cause maybe it's him and a few mm-hmm. other partners. We can name the partners as we get to know them. He, he looked like he had some nice abs too. Good for him. Carlton. I know. I was like, I feel like they're a hot couple. Carlton, Seth, Seth. I'm just gonna throw out names. I'm gonna f- just, throw out five names. I was thinking we would name them something like silly. Oh, you know, not like real names, but we can give them real names, and then we can give them a couple name. How about that? You know what? They're your across the street sexy couple. I'm gonna let you decide. Um, I think that we should give them some real names so they have some dignity. Okay, and then we can nickname them. Okay, Seth is a good name. Okay, and then her name's Haley. Seth and Haley. I like that. The, okay. Okay. Yeah, like Seth kind of feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley's hot for sure. Mm-hmm. Haley is mm-hmm. Haley's a hot girl name. She seems like she's like sleeper hot. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's like we, you see her at a glance, and you're like, oh, she's cute, and then you look at her, and you're like, oh my god, you're fucking beautiful. Yeah, I love people who just have like a unique beauty where it takes you a set like, you know, just at a glance like that they're attractive, but then mm-hmm. when you are like. The more you observe them and look at them and interact with them, you're like, yeah, you are just such a gorgeous person. That reminds me. And we I we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but we've talked about it. Just the two of us. So the reason that I made this connection is I have my first girl crush. Like, I mean, I've always been like, oh, my God, like, you know, like Taylor Swift is like literally the most perfect person on the planet. But Sabrina Carpenter Oh, I'm obsessed. With I was her. not expecting you to say that for some reason. I can watch her performances all day. I'm I'm enthralled. She I is love that. The most she's so like beautiful and confident and like she's just like risen from the ashes like Taylor <gasps> Swift has. You know, sorry. What I, mean? I thought you were meant I heard risen and I thought you meant like. Oh. Riz. 
like she has like charismatic yeah (laughs) well that too she's like risen the crowd i I, uh, but then you said risen from the ashes and i was like okay okay. Uh uh-huh no no honest mistake but she does Mm -hmm. she is risen though Good for her she's i don't really know anything about her i mean i know some some of the light drama um and just to fill in the listeners um, maybe you have a life and you don't know this. <laughs> yeah. What's but, that like? Uh, but Olivia Rodrigo dated some Joshua guy. Bassett. You see, I don't even know who the fuck that is. He's just a man, you know? Um, but he, they're all on like the show, the Disney show, High School Musical, the musical. So Sabrina Carpenter wasn't. Right? Do you want me to do this? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know more. I know too much. Okay. So I'm going to pretend like I don't. You know what? I'm going to let you. No, do I think maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm like not keyed in. I don't know. <laughs> I have a life. Um, I don't. I don't. You know. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Um, yeah. So Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bass were on High School Musical, the show, the musical. On it, Disney. You, you heard that correctly. It is a show about teenage students in a high school performing high school musical yep. as a as a like Story. stage performance. Yep. Yeah. And Olivia Rodrigo was like 15 or 16 when she was on it. Joshua Bassett was older. So they were keeping their relationship private and secret. And then they broke up. And then Joshua Bassett started dating Serena Carpenter, who was also on a Disney Channel show, but a different one. Oh, okay. So then Sour, the whole album is about, Olivia Rodrigo's album is all about Joshua Bassett and their dating, d- yeah. dating Sabrina Carpenter directly after they broke up. Yeah. And she didn't say it, but everyone knew it because Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter had been posting so many pictures together around the time. So it completely, like, Sabrina Carpenter was like getting death threats and all this shit. And they had already broken up by the time this album came out. So she was like, well, and didn't her? I feel like Olivia Rodrigo's music never said anything like negative about this girl. No, but it, it you know, the fans it took on a life of its own. Yeah, they were like, well, because there's the song, the song that I feel like was the big hit, um, "Driver's License," mm-hmm. and it's she has a line about like how he's dating um, a girl who's like so much older. Yeah, and blonde. Yeah. She says blonde girl, that she's older. Um, Doesn't she say pretty in there or something? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she does. She says, she calls her pretty in another song for sure. Yeah. I, I, well, and I'm, I don't know. I don't want to like project onto like this child. (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo's literally a child. I don't know how old she is now. 19 now, but she was. She was 16 when I came out. 19 is still a baby. Teen is still in your age. Um, Yep, true. But, I don't get the I don't get the vibe that she like blames this girl. No, at all. But that she blames Sabrina Carpenter. I think it's such a unique experience to have a dude break your heart and then end up with someone else and like hate the girl just automatically even though you know that you shouldn't. And so yeah. I think that there's a lot of like the fans of Olivia Rodrigo were taking out that anger that they had for their own experience out on Sabrina Carpenter mm. and it ruined her career. Like she's like remarkably talented but everyone's like fuck that slut like and now she's like really owned it it's she's so like she's like, if, I'm a, if the shoe fits go ahead yeah. and call me a slut i don't give a fuck like she's really like allowed it to like fuel her career further and now she's opening for taylor swift on the south america Hell eras yeah. tour and like i just love that duo you know from mm-hmm. like a like y'all let men ruin our careers and like look at us now we're selling we're like selling out entire stadiums with mm-hmm. the, but regardless 
Sabrina Carpenter's album, um, emails I can't send. So many of the songs you can tell her about that situation. I sent mm-hmm. one to Liz um, called "Because I Like a Boy." Like a boy, y'all should listen to it. It's so good. But it's about that situation of just yeah, like she just got she's like to do rated because she dated a guy. Yeah. Well, and if you think about the situation too, like when I heard about it, I was just like, yeah, they're fucking teenagers. Yeah. That's what you do when you're a teenager, right? You date someone and you get your heart broken, and then. Uh, they date someone else shortly after. Yeah. And that's that. Like, and then you're going to just kind of hate them. That, and that's like, it's wild to think about. That's something that everybody goes through and nobody ever hears about it. But when you're a celebrity and you're going through this very unique, not not unique, very common experience. Yeah. But then everybody hates you for it. I can't imagine oh, living through that. Like already dealing with the pain of a breakup and then having everyone be like, you fucking slut. Like. I'm going to fucking kill you. And that song she talks about, like, all these death threats she got. insane. It's stupid. People need to calm down. Yeah. Is it really that serious? No. Is it that serious that these teenagers had a bad breakup? Yeah, it's just completely... After dating for probably not very long. Like, just enjoy the music. That's all it needs to be. You know? Exactly. Just, Just listen to it and remember what happened to you. And then just be like, wow, I've learned and grown from that. And the song is beautiful. Yeah. And I can relate to it. And then move on with your fucking day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Shifting gears. Yeah. Before we get into like the bulk of our topics for the day, mm-hmm. I have a game that we've played before, but there's a twist on it now. Okay. The reason this started was I was starting a, I was trying to create a game called Porno or No-No, which was going to be It you, could be um, Narno. Like porno <laughs> or Narno. <laughs> Regardless. Okay. I was starting this game and what it was going to be was I was finding, just perusing porn all of these hilarious porn titles and then I was like I should make a game where I have these but then I also intersperse fake ones and try to make you guess which ones are real or fake but as I was doing that I was like these fake ones I'm making probably exist Uh, you know what I mean so it's like who's to say Mm -hmm. so instead I wrote down four of them and we're gonna do the game where I tell you the name of the porno and you say have to rank it rank it without knowing what's coming next okay based on what you would watch Okay. Okay. I feel the need to face you for this. Okay, first one. <laughs> what the fuck, step bro? You're watching me masturbate with a spy drone? 
a spy drone? <laughs> Two. Okay. I, I, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Okay. I need to see the spy drone fin- spy drone footage. A- absolutely. You know what? Maybe I need a spy drone. Maybe. To watch my neighbors. To watch, yeah, fucking Seth and Haley. Only fans, yeah. S- Seth and Haley, only fans. <laughs> Honestly? I wouldn't do that. Okay, no, of course not. But this guy would. But I will watch from my window. Because what are you going to do in that instance? I, They're I, making it everyone else's problem at that I point. I was also like should we be watching this and then we both were like i don't know like they're fucking in front of the window yeah, what do there. they expect <laughs> right it's like should you be driving slow past a car crash probably not but people do it anyway yeah fair okay next one i want you to fuck my pie four okay unoriginal i agree don't like the visual okay so you have one and three left okay those i feel good about this me too Sneaky step bro puts his dick in a pumpkin and tricks me. <laughs> it's such a long trick title. or treat. <laughs> or both. Hey stepsis. <laughs> Look in this pumpkin. Like what? Yeah. It's my dick in a pumpkin. My dick in a pumpkin. Uh pumping my dick. <laughs> it's my dick in a squash. Nice. <laughs> um i didn't assign it a title right or a number Mm-mm. i'm gonna give that i'm gonna put that in three okay in place number three with and i know that's a bold move because that number one spot is just it's gonna have to be taken by whatever you say last okay it'll be interesting to see how you feel about that i know okay the last one is can you fuck me quietly? Question mark, exclamation mark. Or my stepmom will wake up and you'll have to fuck her too. Exclamation mark. It's such a long title. <laughs> well, a- I guess I'm watching the threesome. It's so fucking funny. The long title. Can you titles- fuck me quietly? <laughs> or otherwise my stepmom is going to wake up and she'll have to join us. But then, okay, so whose mom is she? Because in any in in some instance, someone's fucking well, I don't, their mom. Well, I think that this isn't stepbrother. I think this is just the stepmom is asleep next to the couple, and it's the girl's stepmom, but the guy is just the guy's oh, girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're like just dissecting. I see. Uh, there's the just a lot of like tree. step, like no. family member porn. That's the majority. I mean, and I just three, two, two out of can, four of can these y'all are stepbrother. Not? Like that's weird. I, yeah, I want to understand. I mean, it's the taboo of it, right? Like, yeah. And it's not but there's illegal. There's so many like, more interesting taboos. Like, yeah. I I want to feel like I'm part of the story. Oh, yeah. Even though I don't, uh, you know. You don't when look I w- at the context. When I would watch porn, it was just on mute, and I would just scroll to the part I want. Yeah. Um. However, <laughs> I just, I want it to be realistic. I want it to help inspire my imagination see i like, can't do that without context i so i'm jealous like i have to know the. i have to know if they're in love i need to know <laughs> are these porn stars in love yeah are, is, are they in a relationship is this a teacher mm-hmm. a teacher student situation i gotta know or i'm gonna color in the context and i can't focus on the on the orgasm i never think that's really interesting i never really think about the context that sounds because I'm like, does this does it look like they're having fun? Mm-hmm. Does it look like it actually feels good? Yeah. 
Um, and do, do does the woman also come? Does she come first? That's even better. Okay, on that, I have a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. And an actual, this is not a question, like a thought starter. Do you think sometimes when women squirt in porn, they're just peeing? I honestly have no idea. I'm sure in some instances. I don't know. Because I know there's pee in squirt. I, well, because if it's like professional porn, I feel like there's something... They, they got to plan ahead for this somehow, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. Maybe that's a skill. Yeah, because, like, yeah, you must be able to just, ha- like, do it on demand at a certain point. I know some I, people I just do I also think that maybe it's not real. Like, uh, not necessarily pee, but yeah. maybe there's some stunt work involved. I don't fucking know. Stunt vagina? They, yeah. <laughs> zoom in on a just a vagina mold and it squirts. Just have a little hose in there. Yeah. God, that's um, a lot of squirt. Well, so I like I was listening to Daniel Tosh has a I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. He has a new podcast and the first episode he interviews his wife his wife's gynecologist. Um and his wife's gynecologist is a gay man. That's amazing. And I mean he's the concept. Like, yeah, he's like um is it weird that like you're gay and you look at vaginas all day? And he's like, it's definitely a topic at gay parties. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Daniel Tosh asks, like, is it true that like any woman could squirt? And he's like, I don't know about that. So who's to Damn, say? Damn, a gynecologist doesn't you even mean, know. I mean, yeah, Daniel Tosh's wife's gynecologist does not know. Um, that feels like a Mad Lib. I, <laughs> I also kind of think like it makes sense that he wouldn't know that or that like a gynecologist wouldn't really know that because they're more they're more so focused on the vagina's health rather than like, yeah, your specific sexual experiences. Yeah. So you I guess who, I mean? who would you like be able to ask about those kinds of things then? Like I'm if sure it's not a gynecologist, gynecologist, but like, but just like, yeah, just not like by association yeah they don't just automatically know that makes sense so i need a new guy now i mean i like i like mine oh yeah yeah but she's always booked oh she's just like the hottest gynecologist (laughs) in seattle yeah (laughs) in the seattle metropolitan area pretty big deal um we need to talk about matthew rife Mm -hmm. matt rife matt strife um because I know you've talked about him before on the podcast, right? Begrudgingly. I don't I admit that I did. I don't nec- I don't really remember what we talked about. I know you were like, he's hot or something. I was talking about how the chokehold that he has on the internet, which is honestly okay. a good segue into what the fuck is happening right now with him. I remember you showing me a video of him and I was like, I don't get it. Really? Yeah. Well, because <gasps> I was... And then remember I saw a video and I sent it to you and I was like okay I, it oh it was just the one sense. that I picked for you I was like oh my god <laughs> I well I also think that I've, I've never thought he was attractive mm. um I don't think he's unattractive I certainly think he's conventionally attractive um he's also had a lot of work done <laughs> so much filler in that man's face yeah yeah he's got to pump the brakes on that yeah pump the brakes on the pump yep yep nice <laughs> and uh <laughs> The veneers. I mean, it's nice to see a man who's had some work done and it's like done well for him. But he definitely has like handsome Squidward face. When you said that earlier, I was like, fuck, he does look like handsome Squidward. Yeah. Well, I I also think that like women who get overfilled 
they end up looking like handsome squibber oh yeah too. The, the filters on tiktok that make it's you look like much. you like got oh, yeah. work done i always look like handsome squidward oh, on yeah. all of them the bold glamour one exactly. I, I hate that one i'm like wow everyone looks snatched and i look horrible yeah i yeah it really it ruined my day that day uh but matt rife so here's what's going on with matt rife he is a comedian a stand-up comedian and if you've seen him on tiktok he kind of like blew up on tiktok for his crowd work so he got a netflix comedy special and his crowd work is funny yeah yeah like his he he's it's like bread and butter it's just i think crowd work is very hard to do well mm-hmm. so i think it's impressive that he's able to do crowd work well yeah i agree um but his stand-up special is causing a lot of controversy because he opened with a domestic violence joke mm-hmm. and the joke is basically like he went to a restaurant with his friend and their waiter their waitress had a black eye and it was obvious what her black eye was from uh it was from abuse and they're like wow that sucks um and it's a bad look for this restaurant they should put her in the kitchen and then matt says well if she was in the kitchen if she was good in the kitchen then she probably wouldn't have a black eye ha 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 my whole thing with this is like comedy is so often offensive like that was not that like crazy of a joke to make that Mm -hmm. was pretty mild in terms of like stand-up comedians where people are mad is he I don't know if it's because he wants to be taken seriously as more of a comedian than just being a hot comedian and so he's trying to like alienate himself from his like literally 95% of his audience Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know if that's it or what but he is doing so much work to make everybody know that his comedy is not for women he which is his base audience i know and it's like that's who's paying your bills dude it's a little confusing because he's like well women only like me because he thinks they don't like him because of his comedy and they just like him because he's hot yeah and it's like that's not true first of all Mm -hmm. And second of all, you did get all of this work done to your face. Yeah. So I I, right. I don't know what... Like, what are you trying to... I don't know why you're surprised. Yeah. Like, okay, this this did a lot for you. You look very handsome. Yeah. Um, And not to say that he was unattractive before. Right. It just, you know, probably gave him the look that he wanted to accomplish. Right. And why did he want to look like that for dudes? Probably not. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, maybe subconsciously. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, in a not gay way, just in a patriarchal way mm-hmm. where it is kind of a little gay, but yeah, in a heterosexual way. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Patriarchy is inherently gay. Uh, so then he just like, yeah, opens with this domestic violence joke. And um, I think the outrage is coming from like his audience predominantly predominantly being women and you know what's wrong with having like a female audience um and uh a black audience as well because Mm -hmm. he is from wild and out so it's like okay you have two different marginalized groups rallying rallying behind you in your career yeah um and the the domestic violence joke is the one that is like circulating online yeah and 
honestly, out of curiosity, I was like, I'm just going to watch the special. So I played it on my phone at twice the speed because, oh my God, I was like, this is dragging the fuck on. Yeah, it was a really long special. Yeah, I sped it up. That that helped me get through it Good. a lot faster. I got through it in like 30 minutes because um, I was like, I want to know if the whole set sucked. Uh, and it did. Yeah. And and I wanted to come with an unbiased opinion um, because I don't really care about this man. Um <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't I don't know him I don't care about him um and it just was not good stand-up at all it was very lazy yeah the jokes were offensive yeah like, but but not they weren't offensive in a way where you're like clutching your pearls they're offensive in a way where you're like come on man yeah that's the thing they, it was <laughs> they were low blows and not for the sake of comedy because they yeah. were, were not funny so he had the domestic violence joke he also had um jokes about fat people he had jokes about mentally handicapped people yeah his apology link did you see that yeah so he was like if anyone's offended by my jokes um here's my full apology and then he like linked to helmets specifically for um mentally disabled people so i don't know i but his stand-up also included jokes like that yeah and I, I don't know it was yeah it was tragically unfunny it's he there was one funny joke that I actually did do you remember which one uh you know blow a little air out of my nose at um <laughs> it was the one where he's talking about like jerking off in the shower when you're like younger or or something he's like you shouldn't be jerking off in the shower anyways because like of whatever it does um and he was explaining how like the oh, yeah, semen the floats on top and you have to like get enough water and then he acts it out that was yeah, really funny I, at that too. I thought it was funny i thought it was hilarious he's like women aren't like laughing at this joke and i was like i actually think this is really fucking fu- this is the only funny thing you've said this entire time uh, because i didn't know that yeah and that's so fucking funny yeah like they, yeah that this is a universal experience for like men jerking off in the show <laughs> there used to be signs up in the dorms at my school that asked people to stop jerking off in the showers for that reason but I laughed I laughed at that too he yeah that was the only thing that I laughed at I it's it's all of his comedy that is scripted is so fucking lazy like it's very like like oh like bitches are like so into like horoscopes I guess that's why they call them whores you know like shit like that it's just like he was like criticizing um yeah astrology girls and crystal girls and he's like that shit isn't in charge of your life your decisions are and it's like well yeah everyone knows that but like if this is how someone if this is something I just see it as another medium that helps people make sense of the world around them right and like nobody's looking at Matt Rife for decision-making advice right now. You know what I mean? Like he is single-handedly tearing his career down. Well, so he's like criticizing that, but then, um, he just, the, it was like a little hypocritical. And then he ends with just like this really long rant. Like the, I would say this, the last third of his standup was just like a long rant about being on the airplane and like, being heckled about his bag being too big to fit under the chair and then there's like an overweight guy in the aisle seat I don't know it was just it was like okay we we fucking get it um and then he went on like a rant just about like people 
commenting mean things online and it's like okay so now the backlash he's getting as a result of his bad stand-up and him ending with that is just like pure irony it's poetic yeah he's like it doesn't matter and like those people are unhappy and yeah to an extent I do feel like I I think a lot of people online are very miserable oh absolutely but I think this is a a Maybe, you know, the outrage might be a bit too much, but at the end of the day, like, you should still kind of be like, were these jokes appropriate? I feel like he ended his set with that rant because he knew that he would be getting this kind of backlash online. He wants to, like, get ahead of it. He's like, see, I already said that I don't give a fuck what you fucking say, you know? But he gives a lot of fucks. He gives so many fucks. He gives every single fuck. If he gave no fucks, he wouldn't have all that filler in his face. Totally. And he wouldn't be going on this, like, podcast tour the the tana mojo yeah. interview <laughs> like do you think I wanted that to listen people to it, were people were just jealous because he went on tana mojo's podcast and basically said people that hate him are are jealous of him and she was like do you think that people that hated osama bin laden were jealous of him and then the clip cuts off and it's so the, the comedic timing perfect of it yeah she's really like funny. i just have to have to take a second to think about that well-rounded answer and you know that he was like really thought that that fuck that answer slapped well tana has been like a controversial online figure for her, her entire, entire career. career exactly well and i the thing i do like l- kind of love about tana even though she's like a little inflammatory um is that she has grown a lot oh yeah so I can totally see her like hearing that comment and being like, that's so fucking dumb. Yeah. Like compared to all of the shit she's had to experience and the criticism. Yep. So she's smart. Yeah. She's really smart. I, th- I thought it was like I her trying to process this. And I, so I don't funny. know. I was just like, I, I know that's what you're telling yourself. He's like, anytime I've hated somebody, it's been because I'm jealous of them. I'm like, that's that's about you then. And also definitely not true. Uh, you definitely don't hate people if you're jealous of them. No. Um, you're just jealous. Yeah. Hate is a, a, a burning feeling. So I don't think yeah. people hate him. I think they're just like, fuck you, guy. Yeah. I mean, I said this when we first started talking about this, but like, I really do think what what he's doing boils down to like he doesn't want to be the hot comedian. He wants to be the funny comedian. So he wants to like strip himself from this image of being like, oh, my entire audience is women. So he's trying to push everyone away to try to like stake his ground as like a real life, actual adult functioning comedian. Mm -hmm. And in return, it's just he's losing the people that like put him here in the first place. So now there's like three percent of his audience left, which are like shitty incel douchebags oh yeah that hated him before for getting a lot of women he's fully going to go down this pipeline i think a lot of creators are going to do this in general of like saying something that maybe is like a little like not very woke and uncool Mm -hmm. um that will get them some solid criticism and they're gonna take that and go all the way right yep they're gonna like pander to right-wing audiences even if they don't believe it because they can make money doing that that's so fucking sad L- like pearl i think pearl does that i also think pearl's gay i i know i've said that so many times pearl is gay did i tell you i watched an hour-long documentary on pearl it was no. fucking fascinating i i need to i watched someone break down that documentary <laughs> i didn't watch it itself it was really really well done yeah um anyways that's a little matt rife recap 
Uh, didn't even deserve as much time as it got. Oh, one last thing that pissed me off or not pissed me off. One thing, one thing that I was like, this is just lazy as hell. His punchline to a lot of jokes was just, I'll kill you. Yeah. He's like, he, he goes on this rant and he gets all built up and then he's like, and I'll kill you. And, and then like, that's the joke. I was just like, come on, guy. You could have had like a really funny punchline to tie in this story. But it was just like, I'm angry. It was the cringiest fucking thing how he closed out that whole special with. But what do I know? I'm just a crowd work comedian and then drops the mic. And it's like, that was the worst thing I've ever watched. So, yes, (laughs) like you literally are a crowd work comedian. And that's fine. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what's wrong with that. Like, I think that's really fucking hard to do. Mm hmm. You have to be so in the moment and you have to be clever. Yeah, that's such a that's such a skill. It's like being good at improv. I'll, oh, yeah. It's so it's you know fascinating. what? He needs to take a beat. He needs to sign up for some improv classes because he wasn't very funny on Wild and Out either. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Call him out and then move on. Yeah. Just be like that. That sucked. When you stop caring is when he'll actually do something i honestly think the best way to handle like a media storm kind of controversy like this is to not say anything at all oh yeah don't say anything because it's gonna die down yeah somebody they're gonna move on to their next and then a few annoying people are gonna be like hey i think my favorite instance of this was the mascara gate oh my god i'm sure i've talked about it on the podcast yeah and just how michaela the mascara girl like didn't say shit she was like fuck you i'm getting my bag also it's mascara is it that is it really that big of a deal people did so much i mean i've i've heard the argument of why so many people were mad about that and and i hear it just in terms of like wanting to trust the influencers that you've like trusted for a lot of things and feeling like they've lied to you about a bunch of stuff which i get it's totally valid and didn't deserve the outrage that it got it's mascara like it's Mm -hmm. when you look at it for what it is it's like are we really going on this long about this isn't that serious you won't be mad in a week and people are not mad it's like the try the try guys remember how big of a deal that was when that dude cheated on his wife we haven't thought about that in so long and in the moment it was like the biggest thing Mm -hmm. it's just this won't matter soon just breathe uh, you don't know these people. I I got into kind of an online argument with someone on Instagram. And then he was like, you're so angry. And I was like, I think you're projecting because this is really low stakes. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Show up at my house to argue about this? And then he never replied. And then like the creator of the video liked my comment. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you did that. But but really, what are you going to do? Show up at my house? Right. No, yeah, no, you're not. Fucking better not show up at my house because i said joe rogan's podcast is bad damn it's not that serious no anyways moving on moving on we have a lot of really great listener emails that i think would be fun to read hell yeah hell yeah here's the mail it never <laughs> fails it I, makes I me forgot wanna wag my tail when it comes i wanna wail mail did you just join in I on did. the mailbag side i had to You've turned a new leaf folks it, you know it's the last episode of the year <gasps> oh my god it is so damn there's so many endings happening right now this is the last time we're recording just here just like up because it's like kind of exciting i want to end on a high note before we come back um so i'm just gonna start with the subject line my mental breakdown after an sti diagnosis hmm. Hi, girls. Hope you're doing well. 
Um, it's been a year since my last email, but I know, but know that I kept listening to you religiously every week. A lot has changed since then. I got a boyfriend, and then she asked us to omit, omit some information, um, which we will. <laughs> when we decided to make things official, we stopped using condoms. He suggested we stop using it, and I agreed because I also wanted to. This is very important. Since then, I have... I started having cramps on random days of my cycle and an abnormal amount of discharge, which was very uncomfortable, inconvenient, and quite embarrassing. I went to the doctors at the very start of it, and she convinced me it was just vaginosis. I knew something was wrong and even pressured her uh, to ask for STI exams, but she ignored me and told me to wait until my annual pap smear. I feel like that is like malpractice a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I also think this listener might be in another country. But yeah, anyway, she is. Uh, this was in February. My pap smears are in September. Months went by. I kept suffering with the symptoms and she finally did the pap smear and the other STI exams. I found out I have chlamydia and low risk HPV. <gasps> the HPV based on a mole I got a few years ago, I think I have had for a few years now. So I don't get it. I didn't get it from my current boyfriend, but the chlamydia for certain I've got, I got from him. We are treating it. He feels like shit for making me sick, which is in quotations, um, and even paid for my antibiotics and his, of course. That's Aww, so thoughtful. That's really, really <laughs> oh my nice. gosh. As you know, it's rare for men to have symptoms. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he had no idea he had it. I truly don't blame him because I could have said no and I keep reminding him of this because he feels really bad about it. The thing is, I feel guilty and stupid and gross and irresponsible. After all, I have OCD. So in theory, it should at least keep me safe from stuff like this, right? But the thing is, OCD isn't rational. Surprise, honey. Washing your hands 30 times a day won't keep you from getting STIs. I also talked to my best friend about it and she comforted me a lot. It's common. She has other friends who got chlamydia, and I know that, but the stigma screams in our ears when something like this happens. Anyway, uh, just felt like I should talk to you about this because I listen to you every week, and my brain counts you as friends who won't judge. That's true. (laughs) But what I also wanted was to talk about this issue. How can we avoid this stuff? Like when can we start dating someone like when we start dating someone new and we decide we're not going to wear protection anymore? Should we ask for each other's medical reports? I mean, it's weird, right? But also it's the safest option. I don't know. I'm very confused and ashamed about it all. Hope you both have amazing vacations. You deserve it. I love you. <laughs> we love you, too. Love you, too. The National Institute of Health dot gov. Um, estimates that 45 and 77 percent of all cases of gunnery and chlamydia infection, respectively, were never symptomatic. Mm-hmm. And 86 and 95 percent of untreated cases of gunnery and chlamydial infection, respectively, were untreated because they were never symptomatic. So I think that it's I bring that up to say there are so many STIs that are asymptomatic. And you'll never know that you have them unless you get tested. And that's why it feels so important to like when you're and it's also like I don't blame people for not doing that mm-hmm. before having unprotected sex because it is such an awkward conversation you don't want the other person to feel like you're saying that they might be like quote unquote dirty you yeah. know but like it is about your health like I when Frank and I first started dating I didn't want to have sex with condoms <laughs> like right away and he was like can I get an STI test first just to make sure that I'm not like going to 
give you anything before we do that, which was such respectful king behavior, mm-hmm. not having to ask for that. Because at the end of the day, it it's not just your health that is at risk here. I've actually dated two guys, and Mr. Liz is one of them, who, like, when we started having sex, uh, we, they, like, brought their std sti screening it's amazing yeah and they're like well i have it if you want to check it and i was like okay i mean thanks yeah i mean i at least they, they like send it and i look at it i'm like cool and i'm like i don't have mine documented but i haven't had sex since my last <laughs> yeah so i'm clear <laughs> yeah um but i was gonna say chlamydia is super super common yeah. i like honestly it like kind of goes around colleges like <laughs> So, I mean, I don't want to, like, project this onto the other person who maybe gave him chlamydia because I don't know if they had symptoms. But if they did, that's fucked up that they didn't tell him that. Yeah. I also, so I think the best way to avoid, like, passing and getting STIs is to get tested when you start seeing someone. Yeah. Like, if you do decide you want to have unprotected sex, like... I mean, you should do it anyways, even if you are having protected sex for your own peace of mind. Um, And anytime you start dating someone, I think that you should get tested just so you know, like, you know, if anything happens, it the the onus isn't on you you have your own peace of mind and you can communicate that to them. And I don't think it should be an awkward conversation. I think it should be like a badge of honor almost, even if you bring it up first if you're like I just wanted you to know um I got tested recently because we started having sex and I like here are the results uh or like they all all of my results came back clean but I can share it with you if you want yeah um so I think that is a really helpful way to kind of mitigate that um and I mean asking is also awkward but I also think it should be kind of expected at this point I agree it's like hey when was the last time you got tested Mm -hmm. and it's not like I'm not saying I think that you're you know a dirty dirty guy it's it's just like uh I'm assuming you've had sex with other people and it's just smart for you to do because chlamydia can damage your uh reproductive organs even though his, that's the thing that sucks. So, like if it's asymptomatic, but it still mm-hmm. can cause havoc. This actually reminds me. That of, was a fucking bar. <laughs> it's asymptomatic, but it can still cause havoc. I'm going to start. A, I'm going to make a rap about STI. <laughs> um, when I was in college, I uh, stayed in Flagstaff for the summer. And um, one of my friends was up there as well. And she was like seeing this guy. And um, she had. I'm pretty sure she had slept with like, or not slept with. I don't know. She was hooking up with a couple guys. Yeah. That's college, baby. Yeah. Fuck um, yeah. And I was like kind of seeing one of the guy's friends and uh, the guy like got tested and he had chlamydia because he was having like some symptoms. And the guy I was seeing told me about it. He was like, don't tell your friend, but like this guy like got chlamydia from her. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, he needs to tell her. Uh-huh. And then he's like, he's not going to. And I was like, that's fucked up. This could really like harm her. And um, that's so fucked. And then he was like, 
I mean, I told you because I was hoping you would tell her. <laughs> and I was like, because I it's think he strategy. knew it was fucked up too. Yeah. So then I told her and I was like, this is really awkward, but he, someone told me. Well, because that fucking sucks. Yeah, like it, that blows. other all of these other people know information about your body that you don't even know. And yeah. like this person didn't have the common decency to talk to you face to face about it. That's fucked up. That is insanely fucked up. So, I mean, I told her and she was like obviously upset. And um, I was like, I'll go to like urgent care with you to get antibiotics or to get tested or something. I was like kind of I was that bitch like one of my friends needed plan b and she was too embarrassed to go buy it so I bought it for her yes yeah I don't know so I love that I went with her and then she's like so ashamed it made me sad I was like this is pretty common so that's the thing though I feel like a lot of people don't get tested period because there's so much stigma around STIs that it's like they would rather just not know that is which is really fucked but I feel like it's like you know what I'm probably fine so not knowing is actually way worse it's just better to just kind of get tested well and they can just be treated with antibiotics and then it's gone right chlamydia and gonorrhea are are very treatable yeah yeah um fortunately yeah then she uh they just gave her antibiotics. They're like, why do you think they ha- that you have this? And she's like, um, I had sex with someone who has it. And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, that'll do it. I don't even I know they tested her and like came back positive. But the thing about being in college and this happening is like you're still on your parents insurance and you don't want them to find oh, out about shit. this. So that was I saw that happen a couple of times where like people had some STI scares and they're like, I don't want my parents to find out about this. But. I just wish I could go back in time and tell my friends your parents aren't going to give a shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, the they care about the day, your health the yeah, most. At the, they're not ignorant. They yeah. know that you're having sex. Mm-hmm. It, like that's what that's what happens. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Most right. likely. Yeah. And the thing about like you don't want to be shelling out like one hundred and fifty dollars when you could just be like. You know, it's a little awkward, but I, I have an STI and I need some antibiotics. So that's what this bill is going to be. If my college aged student, like if they, it popped up on our insurance that they got an STI check, I would be like so fucking proud. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> be like, Hell yeah. But that's also, I mean, that's a generational thing too. But yeah. And I understand people like being uncomfortable, not having that kind of relationship with their parents. But that, like, like we just said, at the end of the day, they're more concerned about your health than whether or not you're having sex which like you said they Mm -hmm. definitely already know so just take care of yourself and don't shell out all this money for something that you don't need to pay for god i everyone every college person needs like some 30 year old to sit with them and and level things that seem scary and shitty yeah because it's not that big of a deal and you probably won't remember it in 10 years. I don't remember a lot of stuff. You should make that your TikTok brand. <laughs> you're a 30 year, you're 32 year old sister. Um, Mr. Liz asked me how old I was today. Why? In what context? Uh, I, I don't remember why he asked me. Well, cause earlier he was like, Hey, my mom wants to know if, uh, she can add your birthday to the calendar. Cute. They, they make like family calendars and like, add everyone's birthday to it and I was like okay um and then he was like probably I don't know 30 minutes later he was like uh how old are you and then I was like are you serious right now you don't know how old I am and he's like well you're two years older than me (laughs) 
And then he's like trying to do the math in his head. He's like, you're born in 91. It was like he was <laughs> his brain was going to explode. And then he's like, I'm I think that you're you're 31. And I was like, I'm 32. <laughs> when does he turn 30? Uh, in January. Oh my God. That's I know. Coming up. I was like, I feel like I keep getting older and you stay the same age because I've been in my thirties for like most of our yeah. relationship. That's crazy to think about. I know. Yeah. It kind of pisses me off. I'm like, can you get here already? Can you be in your thirties? Because you, you've been doing a lot. <laughs> Look at us and our younger men. I know. We're, we're just robbing the cradle two years younger. Being that wasn't part of my plan. Okay. No, me neither. It just kind of happened for both of us. Yeah, I actually uh, didn't have my um, dating profile set to that, like his age for a while. Oh, and then you. Yeah. And then I changed it because I like kind of started like talking to someone online who was younger, like two years younger. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, Me too. I was like, you know what? Uh, This guy's cool. Maybe other 26 year olds are cool. And then I think I lowered it to 25 and I was Damn. 28. Oh, that's not, not that bad. crazy. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I matched with Mr. Liz. Damn. I know. He's very, I, I was going to say he's very mature for his age, but I think he acts his age, you know? Yeah. He's 29 and he acts 29. Right. He's no spring chicken. Yeah. He's getting he's, up there in age. He's an adult. Yeah. He acts like an adult. Totally. And I love that. It's just that and sometimes most he ne- acts like a silly 12 year old. A lot. I was going to say, I think <laughs> that he seems old for his age because so many guys that we know are young for their age. Speaking <gasps> of. Oh my God. Frank's walking in the door. The most beautiful man in the world. Hi. 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 How's it going, cutie? What is that? <gasps> Meows is medicine. The other email is this, and I thought it was like a good thing to think about. Yeah, I think so too. I read that. Okay, um, we'll we'll end with this one. We we have some great emails that are just uh, we want to read them, but um, some of them are on the longer end, so we'll have to do like full, truly a full mailbag episode. Hell yeah! Um, I don't know if our first episode back should be a mailbag, but. We'll see how maybe the we'll see how we're feeling know, that yeah. day. I don't know. And we'll if you guys actually, if you guys enjoy mailbag episodes, then we can definitely prioritize that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this one is just a short, sweet one, and I think it's something like to consider. Uh. And it says a note on episode one sixty three. Um. Hi, ladies, longtime listener. I just had a small comment slash addition on the topic of Scott Pilgrim in the latest episode. Obviously, none of what I'm adding takes away from the character being clearly meant to be an asshole but I also wanted to offer an additional perspective a lot of people relate to him in details that are not his insult parts but his potentially autistic traits I've seen a bunch of people who say wow I'm just like him for the same elements you described but I have long felt a connection on some entirely unrelated part and when I was a teenager I was also it was also reassuring to see things like that represented on TV, um, such as special interests. The weird lengthy explanation of Pac-Man's name comes to mind or generally being very habit driven and missing a lot of social environments uh, or missing a lot in social environments. Now, again, I don't think that justifies relating to him for other things or excuses, uh, excuses behaviors at all. But I thought it could be interesting to bring bring in that extra point of view since autism is kind of its own special thing keep up the amazing work i absolutely love the pod it's a really interesting perspective yeah i thought that was good to keep in mind yeah um uh, and i think like 
there should be like more autism coded characters absolutely that aren't stupid <laughs> like scott pilgrim yeah no totally yeah that and also aren't like caricatures yeah yeah exactly that's a good point yeah because that i feel like that is the representation that we always see like of an autistic character it's yeah. like they're shoving it down your throat and it's like a caricature instead of like a genuine representation have you seen love on the spectrum yes i, I love it so much. i watched a preview and i'm like I need to watch you this. You have to. There's it's so precious. They have Australia, New Zealand, and US. I've watched all seasons of so all of sweet. them. It's it's true. It's such a feel good show. Okay, should we wrap? Yeah, let's wrap this it up. This is sad. We're gonna miss y'all for the next month. But also, um, it'll be a little nice. I need, to take I need a break. Yeah, yeah, we both need it. We both moved. Amelia's moving right now. Yeah, tomorrow. That's why Frank's here to help me. Yeah. Amen. Well. We'll see you guys in the new year. The year of the girls. The year of the girls. 2024, baby. I can't wait. We love you. We love you. Are. Hold on. Bring it home. Children. <laughs> wow. Talk about ending on a high note. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go all the way. Oh, you did. For the land of the free. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.